Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jordan Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Welcome to Jacksonville, Doug Peterson. That should take place tomorrow. Jaguars on their way to pick him up, bring him back in the morning. Uh, and we expect them to be introduced. I haven't seen that uh, officially yet, but I know the expectation is we could get an introduction on a Saturday, which is kind of an odd thing. I uh, don't usually get that, but yeah. um, we will uh, see if that comes to fruition. Doug Peterson, the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, has finally done. We can at least, at the very least, we can turn the page a little bit, move this Ooh. thing forward, and that is comforting. I mean, there's a sigh of relief, right, <laughs> around around this place, and I kind of felt it. We felt it last night. We, we jumped on and did a little bit and, and watching social media, and you were up early and talking about it on WKV and 95.1, and, and you know, we, we've been all over the place the last uh, – Oh, I don't know. Uh, what's that? It's about 17, 18 hours. And I, I think one thing that you can sense here in amongst the Jags fans is one of relief that this whole process is over. It took so long. And that they didn't lose out to the point, like, you hired somebody. It's like, who is that? Yeah. You know, like, you know who it is. And I think that is a sense of relief. And, again, this is a very simplistic thing that a lot of people have said. But if it's January 15th and Doug Peterson gets hired, Everybody's like, hey, pretty cool. Yep. Good deal. Absolutely. Right. Uh, but because it took so long. So there's two different things going on. There's a process uh, that nobody likes, and, and really nobody should. Uh, again, that, that deserves the criticism, in my estimation, until we get a good explanation. And mm-hmm. I'm, quite, I'm not sure we can get a good enough explanation to erase some of uh, that. But at the end of the day, uh, whether Shad Khan botched this, took his time, he ends up with what I believe is a very good candidate to be the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So maybe, I'm not sure, nobody wants to give Shad any credit right now. Maybe he, he knew that he could wait a little bit on, on Peterson. I mean, he did have interviews with the Saints. He did have interviews, I think, with Chicago and uh, Minnesota along the way. So I'm not sure how he would have known that. Uh, will we find out more about the Byron Leftwiches, the Nathaniel Hackett's of the world and everything else? But again, there's a sense of relief. They got a, a guy that, that's raised a Lombardi trophy and they now have their coach. Um, I think you like the actuality that Doug Peterson is the coach, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I love Doug Peterson um, coming here. He was my second guy on the list. You know, I mean, I, I thought Jim Caldwell was number one overall, and I had Doug Peterson number two and Byron Leftwich number three. So I think this is a great hire by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, regardless of where they had him ranked in terms of, you know, where they want him to hire him at, it doesn't really matter. You're getting a guy that's won a Super Bowl that can help Trevor Lawrence out, obviously. That's an offensive-minded coach that might be calling the plays. We'll see how that whole thing, uh, that the whole situation goes. But I'm, I'm a huge proponent of any guy that came from the Andy Reid coaching tree. Um, and he is one of those guys. So I think it's a great hire. I, I think he can definitely turn around the, the bad optics, just the, 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 the stench that's been left here in the past couple of years in terms of just losing um, and in terms of a bad culture. I think Doug Peterson can turn all that around. How much of a positive is it mm-hmm. to come from the Andy Reid coaching tree? And you've said that countless times, but now that we get to dissect a certain person, we haven't talked about Doug Peterson. We said this last time we joked about it. We talked about Doug Peterson like in a length. Yeah. For, for like weeks. We did it for the leading up to the first interview, around the first interview. We had no idea we'd get to February yeah. and 33 days before Peterson would come up again, right? And a lot of us thought, well, maybe the ship has sailed on that. Uh, uh, but why do you say the, the Andy Reid tree, why do you think it's been effective where like a Bill Belichick tree really has not? Uh, now, Belichick has produced probably more coaches that could fail. 
but at the same time, he hasn't yeah, produced I think a lot of success either. Yeah, I mean, it, to me, it's simple. When you talk about the Bill Belichick coaching tree, and I mentioned this before on the show, the reason why teams want guys from the Bill Belichick coaching tree is because you're talking about a coach that's probably the most successful of all time in the NFL. So you want to get guys that have learned his system, that have learned his ways of doing things. But then if you look at the track record of the Bill Belichick coaching tree, their records aren't that great. You know? And a lot of those guys um, have been relieved of their duties as a head coach. And to me, the reason is, is because you can't duplicate Bill Belichick of what he does. There's only one Bill Belichick. No matter how hard you try to mimic him, no matter how hard you try to kind of echo the, the, the culture-building techniques and the defensive-building techniques that Bill Belichick has done, you can't mimic that. So then essentially what you get is I think you get a lot of coaches from the Bill Belichick system that go to their new respective spots, whether it was Houston, whether it was Detroit, and they try to be Bill Belichick, and they can't do it. And, and they end up you know, kind of falling on their face a little bit. I think with Andy Reid... Like, Bill Belichick is the best coach because, like, he's so outside the box of how he handles things. It's, um, it's a very old-school way of approaching. It's, it's accountability-driven. If you mess up, man, you're going to sit. If you mess up, you might be gone depending on how, how much clout and how much resume you built up on the Patriots. I think Andy Reid's a little differently. Andy Reid is more of a player's coach where he keeps a loose environment. Um, he keeps things fun. Uh, of course, he expects a lot out of his players, but you look forward to going to work every single day, you know, for Andy Reid. I'm not sure if you can say the same thing about Bill Belichick all the time. We've heard players in the past, Danny Amendola, um, come out and say, hey, it, yeah, we won a lot, but it wasn't fun. Uh, I think any player is set aside from Le'Veon Bell, but he had his own grudges with Andy Reid. But I think any other player that's played for Andy Reid, that's had success with Andy Reid, will tell you that he's a fun guy to play for. So I think that that's number one thing right now is you need to get a player-friendly coach in Doug Peterson because I think Doug Peterson can mimic a lot of things that Andy Reid does. Now, just because Doug Peterson comes from Andy Reid doesn't mean they're the exact same person. I mean, I can take a look at Sean McDermott and say, well, there's drastic differences between Sean McDermott's coaching style and Andy Reid's coaching style. But when you look at... You know, when you look at um, Doug Peterson being a former offensive coordinator underneath Andy Reid, being a former quarterback himself, I think there are a lot of similarities. And I think in terms of grooming a quarterback, getting the best out of your quarterback, help calling the offensive plays, I think Doug Peterson has that. So I think there's a lot to like in terms of, yeah, that Andy Reid coaching tree, it speaks for itself. If you see the, all the guys that have come before that have been underneath Andy Reid and also the, the, obviously the success that they've had so far along the way. Brent Martin, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz here on a Friday in Jacksonville. It's February 4th. The Jags have a new coach. It's Doug Peterson. And, you know, it's funny that you bring up uh, what I see in Andy Reid and, and Doug Peterson are uh, like I've seen the meeting rooms where he's got a shirt untucked. And I picture like Andy Reid in the Bahama, you know, the Tommy Bahama shirt or yeah. whatever. And uh, he's giving out cheeseburgers. And obviously there's ice cream for uh, Doug Peterson. Like that's a thing. You know, you've seen it on the Internet, which is a pretty good thing. And by the way, once in a while, I come up with a really good idea. I think it's a good idea. You probably don't, but okay. Casey definitely won't. But okay. what kind of ice cream flavor would you consider the higher hmm. of Doug Peterson? I mean... Better than vanilla? My second favorite. So, oh, man. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Blue Moon guy. Blue Moon? I, yeah, I love Blue Moon ice cream. Beer? Do we have the beer? No. <laughs> Oh, oh, you guys have some ice cream game on. You talking about Blue Bell? No, man, Blue Moon ice cream. You guys, you guys are. How are we gonna talk about ice cream and need to know what Blue Moon ice cream is? No, Blue Moon beer is. It's a flavor of ice cream. It's blue, Blue Moon. Oh, well, 
Opus Obviously. Blue. It better be well, blue. Is it, well, is Blue Moon beer blue? <laughs> That's a good point. Fair okay, well. then. So I stand corrected. Um, listen, I uh, I mean, what's the second? I'm going to say, like, I don't know, man. Mint chocolate chip? Yeah, sometimes it, likes it, it tastes like chip, right? Yeah, it's too pasty, though, sometimes, man. But, like, every, see, what I, I, don't I, don't, I don't like mint chocolate moon. chip, like, my second favorite, but I know, like, a lot of people do. Yeah. How about, like, chocolate chip cookie dough? Yeah, that's a good one. I like chocolate chip cookie dough. Blue That'll Moon work. is fondly found mainly in Midwest Wisconsin in particular. That's what it says on Wikipedia. I'll tell you what, the, the guy didn't kill ones in Jacksonville. That's all you had to say to me. Do they really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, like all, all like the, the gourmet ice cream shops got Blue Moon. <laughs> that's very good, Dan. Very good. Uh, some say vanilla. I knew you guys take the easy way out if you're saying vanilla. It's I mean, not I, a vanilla move. I, I like vanilla ice cream, tell you I truth. do too, by the yeah. way. Um, but it, I mean, at the very least, it's French vanilla. Yeah. You know, add a little style to that vanilla. But it's not a vanilla move. Vanilla means bland. Like, that's not a bland move. The guy's got a Lombardi trophy, right? Yeah. I mean, you can't tell me that's vanilla. The guy wrote a book called out Doug Marone. Like, I mean, he's got Philly special. He's got a statue in Philadelphia. There's no people eating vanilla ice cream with statues. Yeah. I'm thinking. I mean, except Ben and Jerry. What do you got, Casey? But they don't even have vanilla ice cream. I'm thinking like peanut butter cup because like, oh, you no, know. I love peanut butter cup. If you like peanut butter cup, you like it. But it's not for everybody. You know what I'm saying? If you don't like it, you don't like it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, a little, little overkill on the sweet side sometimes. I can see people yeah. hating on that. Gosh, I, I threw Rachel off like big time. She says, my God, I can't handle this day anymore on here. Like, just because I asked the kind of ice cream. Probably because you guys don't, don't know what Blue Moon ice cream oh, is. Oh, maybe that was it. Can you well, bring some in and, then? And, and, and can we be honest here? It is 3.11 into our show. We are 11 minutes into our show, and we have not opened an envelope yet. Oh, well, he's got a tease. envelope. I've been waiting so long for this. This has been the only shining light of this horrible process of trying to find a coach. All right. Hey, let's uh, not forget what I said yesterday. Who's in here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah that's uh, I said. I said by the way, I, that stat boy says uh, the whole process was Rocky Road. I like that. Ah, very good. I like that. Very good. Man, you should come on the show more. <laughs> I like it. Um, I, how, how important is it to have somebody that... What appear, who appears to be likable. We're going to have someone from Philly on at 4.30. By the way, Clay Harbor is scheduled to join us in the 5 o'clock hour of Played for him. I was like, yeah, that's good. A little Jags. He knows what it means here in Jacksonville. Sure. Um, and, of course, Casey's yeah. like, is that the Bachelorette guy? <laughs> oh, yeah, he wasn't the ba- <laughs> Didn't he get hurt on the Bachelorette? He got hurt playing football. <laughs> broke his wrist. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but then on he was the a show? On the show. He had to leave, unfortunately. And then uh, Bachelor in Paradise, <laughs> he was on that show. as well. Uh, there you oh, go. Oh, really? He's on yeah, back to back Bachelor. A little run on there. Yeah, he was on Paradise. Wait, so do you watch The Bachelorette? Or, yeah. I don't know. Did you know D- show Dale TV. Moss? You know, yeah. D- Dale Moss actually won it because the, the girl I'm took him home. Familiar with Dale. Yeah. yeah. We, we had the same age, man. I used to hang out with Dale Moss back in the day. Really? South, the, yeah, South Dakota State Jackrabbits. Well, South depending Dakota on who you ask, he's not that good of a dude. Well, Want to go, <clears throat> wanna go <laughs> in on the Jackrabbit oh, yeah. trivia again? <laughs> Say what? Want to go in on the Jackrabbit trivia again? Let's do it, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Delphonic says, have a great show, fellas. I'm just here for the envelope. We'll get the envelope. Aren't okay? we all? Um, yeah. The... How important is it to have a guy, at least that I think many will say, and I've heard, and we've been talking about that, right, uh, that he's a good guy? 
Like, am I overplaying that a little bit? Like, uh, I, I understand, like, you, you need wins and you need other things, but he seems like he will be good for the building. We talked about this a lot last night, but I've mentioned this a couple of times. People that, you know, he comes with that whatever split with Philadelphia, right? Like, however it happened. Well, and, and that was bad, though, with even in the locker room as well. To because some, right? some players, supposedly, now you know how the media gets, but some players want to go after him after the whole Jalen Hurts debacle. Yeah, and, and by the way, like, there are also players that have st- have really um, vouched for him too. Sure, right? Like, yeah. and so again, it's, I'm not saying it's 100 like, percent like approval rating. But we were very critical about how he handled Jalen Hurts when he brought Nate Sudfeld in in the third yeah. quarter. I mean, I remember talking about it on the show. Yeah, like, we we were very critical about the, the decision because it seemed like. Not sure if that was the case, but it seemed like they were trying to get a better draft. Yeah, pick. I think, listen, you can question some of the things, how it went down. I don't know whose fault it was, how much of it was on Peterson. Well, he uh, said it was on him. Yeah. He said it was his call. Again, I, no, no, I'm just saying the whole thing, getting oh, fired yeah, yeah. And, and everything yeah, else, yeah. you know. Uh, but the bottom line is, like, if you talk to people in that Philly building that worked with him, if you talk to folks that uh, – I mean, heck, I talked to Josh Scobie this week who actually has played golf with him a little bit because yeah. they both went to Louisiana Monroe, right? Mm-hmm. So – if you talk to folks like that that have been around him, he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I think for the people in this building that have been around the Urban Meyer stuff and at least the shadow or cloud of whatever the Trent Balky thing is and just some of the dysfunction of the last couple of years, whether it was not saying everybody was a bad person in there, mm-hmm. but if from the Jan stuff to the Ramsey stuff to the Coughlin stuff, they've had to like deal with all this stuff. Like, my view on, like, Caldwell and Peterson of, of the whole idea of them being hired was not only they were second go-around or even third go-around guys. Um, yeah, Louisiana Techs are. Yeah, that's right. Scobie did go there. I always, I always make Scobie go to uh, Louisiana Monroe. Nah. But uh, my view of, of this was, hey, settle the organization down. That's why Caldwell and Peterson to me made sense. Hmm. Like, settle it down. They know how to win football games. They know what it's supposed to look like, and they can probably settle it down. And I think just, like, the good nature of of Peterson might allow for a little bit of that to happen. And I said it last night on our show, I think, Casey. I was like, you know, players go in for, for treatment on Monday, and they might look forward to punching the key card. You sure. know? I'm not sure that was the case the last year. <laughs> really? I'm not sure that was a, well, definitely not, not always not the case. The right? Absolutely, yeah. So is there is there something to that? And I know there's more to it. I'm not saying you can speak. Listen, Gus Bradley would have won four Super Bowls if good guys only mattered, right? Yeah. But um, is there something to that, at least at this juncture, that could benefit the Jaguars? And really, as you look at it, going toe-to-toe and hand-in-hand with Trevor Lawrence. I mean, yeah, I think as long as you can gain the player's respect, that's that's all I'm, I'm worried about, you know, because at the end of the day, if, if the players respect you and they work hard for you and, and they listen, then you got a good shot at winning football games. And I think Doug Peterson is capable of that. So I think from from trying to earn the respect of a locker room, um, you know, having the, the credential of a Super Bowl champion is going to go a long way. Uh, once again, I think coming from this, the Andy Reid system goes a long way. So, yeah, I think as long as he can earn the respect of that locker room, things are going to be good. Uh, if you locked in the last night uh, around midnight as Casey came in, and we did about an hour of a show, if you've heard Austin all day and me all day on TV and a little bit of social media, uh, yes, we've been talking about some of these topics, but I haven't talked about them all with Austin. And one of the things that, that I've been mentioning and asking, is this the right guy for Trevor Lawrence? If you could, this was all about Trevor, right? It was all mm-hmm. about Trevor. It's everything's been about Trevor, with all due respect to everybody else. Yeah. But it, we know that's the most important piece of the organization. 
And so if you could line everybody up, Austin, and, and you knew like these first set of interviews were happening, let's go all the way back to like January 10th and the first set of interviews, we knew they were going through a lot of people. So take Kevin O'Connell out of it, right? Okay. Uh, because we didn't know he was going to be in the mix down the road. Would you say this is the best guy for Trevor Lawrence? I think he's tied for second. I think Caldwell would have been the best guy. I think Doug Peterson and Byron Leftwich, it's 2A and 2B. I think Doug Peterson, just because of obviously the resume, winning a Super Bowl, you know, I mean, he was a big part of Nick Foles being a Super Bowl MVP and all that great stuff. But I'm still reminded of how it went with Carson Wentz towards the end. And I think 2B would have been Byron Leftwich. So I think they're comparable. I have to knock Byron Leftwich because he's never been a head coach, even though he's won a Super Bowl ring. Um, calling plays for the Buccaneers, he's never been a head coach per se. So I think it's the second best option. Yeah, I, I think it's maybe semantics. I think that's why we like those three guys. I think we agreed. I think a lot of people agreed, right? We, we, we liked uh, Caldwell. And I would say this. I think I liked Caldwell more for the man that I thought he was or is. Mm-hmm. I don't know him. Mm-hmm. But I really thought he, of all the settling down and stopped the, just the dysfunction. I thought people would really respond to him, and he knew he, he, was, he wouldn't be in it for himself that much. He's like, hey, let's just go do what's best for the Jags, right? Let's do what's best. So I, I never really envisioned Caldwell as much, wow, look what he can do for Trevor. Mm-hmm. I thought what he could do for the organization. And uh, not to say it would be bad for Trevor. I know he has I mean, plenty of experience around quarterbacks and, and good ones. Peyton Manning being one yeah. of those guys. But I, I do think I put Peterson ahead because in my estimation, when I've seen Nick Foles and when I've seen Carson Wentz play their best football, him and Frank Reich and that staff were a part of making those guys play their best football. And I think there's a pretty good dynamic between their best and what else they've played uh, mm-hmm. under Peterson and in other spots. Now, Chip Kelly, again, I think you have to mention a little bit because of course. 27 touchdowns and, and two picks uh, for Nick Foles. So uh, that's what I really like about Peterson. And, and again, I think there's a lot to like about Byron Leftwich. You know, I mean, I think you could even state this case. I think you could bring Hackett into the conversation here. You got Blake Bortles playing the best football that he ever played in his life, if that's the medic. Yeah. I, I guess with, with Hackett, though, because he wasn't really calling the plays in Green Bay, that's the only knock I would have on Hackett. In Green Bay. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, yeah, that reference he, point would come back to Jacksonville oh, for oh, me. Yeah, yeah, of course, because he's, he's getting the job because the success of the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. And, and I get that. But, you know, you weren't calling the plays, though. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I would probably I would put Hackett in the third tier. So I guess from a, what, I, what I'm getting at here is I feel so much better about this than Eberflus. And nothing against Eberflus. Might be a great coach. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know what else was going to go into it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we're, who are you getting to help Trevor out? Um, you know, Bisaccia late in the game. Like, he was going to have to make a really big offensive coordinator hire. Uh, you know, I think a lot of the other guys were offensive guys. I didn't. I thought a little bit of green and not enough experience in the Kellen Moore situation. That's not factual. I just thought that from afar. Uh, so it's. Um, I like it because of Trevor. I mean, if you're doing what's right by Trevor Lawrence right now, because last year it feels like the organization did everything wrong around him. Mm-hmm. I think this is a very positive move, uh, even if it's up for debate whether someone would rather have Byron work with Trevor or Caldwell work with Trevor. It's certainly a good conversation and, and a good landing spot um, from Trevor Lawrence's point of view. I would think Trevor's pretty excited today. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Um, and that's good. 
Great, yeah. I mean, that guy pretty excited. Yeah, you saw, I think it was on Instagram or Twitter, he said, yeah, yeah. you know, it's time to get to work, so absolutely. And I think Schefter put it out like like he had talked to him earlier. Sure. Um, I don't think, by the way, I don't think Trevor was a major part of this process in any way. Do you think he's even asked? I, I that will be very. I don't know if he was kept in the loop. I don't want to. I don't want to speculate on that. I don't know. Yeah, but I'm just uh, asking. Do you think? Uh, not. I don't have a good feel that he was. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if sometime in the 35 days or whatever, this whole thing, yeah. that Trevor reached out to shot. Like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he might have filled him in a little bit. Yeah. You know, maybe. I don't know. I really don't know that. I'm, I'm guessing, and I'm, maybe I'm hoping. Well, I mean, I'm hoping as well. Do you think he's going to have any input on the draft? I don't know, man. I, 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 this is a day and age where I guess you could say yes. Is it fair to also ask, has Trevor earned that yet? As a second-year guy? like Did Joe Burrow earn it? Yeah, that's fair. I guess it's a situation. Is he just going to be asked in a situation where it's like, hey, you played with Justin Ross. What do you think about him? Yeah, I really want him, man. Go up and get him. If he's going to uh, fourth round on our board, go get him late in the third round or middle of the third round because I want that guy. Yeah. You know, it's not a guy at the top of the draft. I think Joe Burrow is a little bit unique in the fact that, hey, they really could have gone offensive lineman, but they got this excellent guy right there at, at their pick that, that, they, that he played with. True, true. That he played with. Yeah. Um, so, be, listen, I'm okay if they do it. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to – I don't have a good feel for that yeah. uh, yet. I hope so because the more they involve this kid in the organization, I think the better. Uh, and I think that has to happen, and communication is a big part of it. Who is in the envelope? Should we do it when we come back? Yes, oh, you please. think so? You want to do it? You guys just can't wait. Well, it's been like, how many? It's been three I, weeks? I told him last night, we've had nothing to look forward to. Nothing. In 30 days. <laughs> nothing. Uh, fine. We'll open the letter when we come can't back. Can't wait. The envelope. Sorry. It's not a letter. I didn't write anything. <laughs> <laughs> I want to now, though. <laughs> we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I think it's a good fit. Um, you know, I think Peterson, it's kind of weird how that ending in, in Philadelphia quickly happened, even though they won a Super Bowl. Um, so I, I think that talking with some of my friends who have played for him, um, he's definitely a, a very good motivator because he believes in his players. The players believe in him. Um, so they play hard for him, and, and I think at the end of the day, that's all you want. You want your players to play as hard as they possibly can for their head coach. I really have no idea who that is. Is that a former player? Yes. Yeah, definitely a former player, but didn't say he played under Peterson. He knows people who did. Uh, yes, and did he, not Chris Canty. Did he play under Peterson? I don't think so. Okay. But is it Chris something? No. Okay, never mind then. That was Chris Long. Uh, uh, no. I know. But, but, but he played under Peterson. So hey, you get long on here. Yeah, I should hit him up. Yeah, I'll see what's up with him. Was he on The Next Bachelorette? Then no, really no, interested. Chris Long wasn't. Yeah, no. I, know. No, He's got some I just hung out with him on Bourbon Street one night. Rob Ninkovich. Ah. They're the most New England Patriot name of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that guy's not playing anywhere else. He's not playing in Duval with that kind of name. Maybe <laughs> not. All right, what's in the envelope? Man. So let's tell the envelope story in case you're just jumping in. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We're here every day, 3 p.m. until 6 p.m. In your car, on your stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Ask Alexa, just about everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this happened like, what was it, what's the date on there? January 19th? 
January 19th. So that's over two weeks ago. Yes. And so what happened was I was basically told on this day or the night prior, maybe it was like the month, uh, the night prior. I was told like, hey, this is going to be the next head coach. Yes. And so I was like, I, that's cool. Like I could see this person knowing and having a really good feel for it. Okay. And uh, this is, by the way, in, in no way, shape or form to call them out. Appreciated the heads up a little bit. And so I yep. looked into it, but there's like, I could not, I didn't confirm that, couldn't confirm that, didn't go anywhere. And so I wasn't going to report it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I was keeping my eye on it. And mm-hmm. so I didn't want to tell you guys who it was because I didn't want basically the conversation to start rallying around that person. Sure. You know, I didn't want to spin it and kind of get it in your heads as well. No. What ha- I had heard. Now, has this person given you other information? Along the way, yes. Okay. Um, and, so I said, I'm going to put this in an envelope. Mm-hmm. I told the family. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to put this in an envelope so you guys know if this happens. Mm-hmm. One, it's a heck of a source. Mm-hmm. And two, I'm not going to be the guy that's like, I told you I heard that it was this and this guy. And, and then you guys would be forced to have to believe me. Sure. So that's really why I put it in the envelope. I'm like, watch, I'm going to be right on this sucker now. I yes. got this. But I don't want you guys questioning whether I'm right. Okay. All right? Yep. So that's how we got here. Now, so you the told way, the family? I did, yeah. Should have hit up time. So the way it went down <laughs> is we were doing our coaching picks of where our predictions were going to be, like, who's going where. Yeah. And then Brent that threw was in. was like two days later, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but then you threw in at the end, like, oh, by the way, I gave Casey an envelope. And oh, in yeah, the envelope, yeah. who's, I think, according to somebody, the next Jaguars head coach is going to be. Yeah. And you said it may not be the same person that you predicted yeah. in our game. Yeah. You predicted Nathaniel Hackett. I did. Casey, final answer. Who is Brent having this envelope? Doug Peterson. You think Doug Peterson? Said it yesterday. It's unfair. I said it during the commercial break. But that'd be awesome. If, you awesome. think it's Doug Peterson? I'm standing by it. Do yeah. you think it's Doug Peterson See, or not? Who do you I think? Thi- well, I think if it was like, if it was Hackett or if it was Eberflus, I can't believe we've rolled this whole thing till this point. Yeah, but I told so you I, I was like, not open. You guys wanted to open this earlier. As soon as somebody like got a job, well, you no, were like, we, hey, I want to open it. And no, I was like, we no, said, I'm waiting until the end. But when we said that this person already got hired in a job, yeah, we should open it up. You did say that. Yeah, because I didn't what's agree the point? with that. Okay. I, oh, because here we are. Every show, I got people asking for the envelope. I was pretty smart. Tell him about everything part. in envelope. All right, so I'm actually I'm an educated guest here. Brent is... Hell bent on thinking that Balky's still good. Do you still he's gonna get resigned? Like he's gonna get let go? Uh, well, I thought the whole time I stuck okay. my hands on that. Yes, and I don't think that source put that in your head. So I think the Balky thing's got something to do with it, like him staying. So to me, it would be a guy who would want to work with Balky. And I think it would be a guy from the first cycle. So I think Matt Eberflus is in this envelope. And if that's the case, I'm be super disappointed. So you ready to go? Let's go. All right, yes. let's get it. You guys are going to be disappointed either way, maybe. Unless it's Peterson. Watch it be Jim Caldwell. Nathaniel Hackett. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you guys oh, weren't going to like the outcome. What did you want it to be? I, I wanted it to be where if he got a new job... Or if you got a, a job, we could stop playing the game, and you, you would stop dragging us along. No, I dragged you into it all the way. Yeah. I was told a week before, uh, more than a week prior to Nathaniel Hackett even asking for a second interview and getting the Denver job and yep. then potentially sweeping in. And by the way, there has been nothing since then, I will say that, not just from this person, yep. but from other walks. And even 
Uh, I think Ian Rappaport said it today. I think we might have some sound we could play a little bit later on Rappaport because he had a lot to say in like a minute time. I thought it was interesting. But that I still think Hackett was pretty high on their list. Uh, it's debatable on where and would they have offered it or, or how it would have gone. Uh, there was an article that came out about Eberflus actually in Chicago, how they replayed that. I think we talked a little bit yesterday that Eberflus on the Thursday after, which would have been a day, two days after Byron Leftwich last week yep. and a day after um, uh, Hackett had taken the job. Uh, with Denver, mm -hmm. and Eberflus takes the Chicago job, and there's a story in The Athletic on, on that whole unraveling of the job process that kind of insinuates that he got offered, he basically had the Jags offer, too, if he wanted it. Yep. Now, he, he insinuates that. We don't know that. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I think Hackett was in play the whole time, even though... So here's the difference. I kind of I, I fibbed to you guys a little bit. Because I didn't want to pick when we did our coaching stuff. Yes. Who was in the envelope? I really didn't want to. But you did. But you did. I did because as we were talking it out at the time, it made sense to me because I thought Leftwich was actually going to go get a second interview in Chicago. Mm. Right? And so I thought he was going to end up picking the Chicago job at that moment mm -hmm. when we were doing that, that kind of like, hey, what do we think is going to happen? And so I was like, watch this. They have not come back around on Peterson. They have not come back around on Caldwell. Leftwich is going to not take the gig. And then that's going to leave a guy like Hackett that will make some sense. And so I didn't think it was like one of their top three options potentially um, in the moment. But uh, the more you kind of find out, I think they, I, that he was very high on their list. Uh, Stop the cap. <clears throat> All right. I'm sorry. Like this well, is, I know this was disappointing for you, but I don't well, really know what would have been. Like You would have been mad at me if I picked Peterson. Well, I, I'm the most upset because you said it wasn't the same guy that you picked in I the... Know. So, I mean, first of all, it's one thing to be disappointed in the pick. It's another thing to sit there and lie to us. Well, I it's couldn't a, tell it's, you. It's, it's, terrible. A, it's I mean, a double whammy. I was in a tough spot. Hey, you know what I'm going to do? We're, we're banning envelopes from this show. That's, that's done. <laughs> Just when you're so close to the post office. Never never do that again. First envelope I see when I get home, I'm throwing the envelope out. Could be for my grandma. I don't care. I'm throwing envelopes out. I'm, I'm over envelopes I mean, now. Listen, like, this is... I thought it was pretty good poker right there, at the very least. Yeah. You'd be neither one of you guys guessed that it was hacking in the, in because the envelope. You, because you told us it wasn't hacking. I appreciate you thinking that I, I was yeah. going to play up my word. Hey, so, hey, <laughs> what did we learn about this exercise, Casey? What did we learn today? Brent's a liar. <laughs> Brent's a liar. There we go. This is just horrible. I mean, Casey, you sound so disappointed. I'm what, so, dude, what I'm you crushed. Want? I am crushed. What did you too. want it to be, Peterson? Well, I love being right, but yeah, you do. Peterson would have been <laughs> cool. Bluffwich would have been something. Heck, <laughs> Timmy says the envelope was a horrible idea. Listen, yeah. man, like I didn't know the envelope was going to become this big of a but, thing. But but you made it a big thing. Nah. When you said that next head coach is going to be an envelope. I think the envelope the was a great idea. I just think poor execution. Oh no, we're we're done with envelopes. I'm not doing that ever again. <laughs> I, I, I slept, uh, I stayed up at night for like 10 days, in, like 10 nights in a row, like just contemplating, trying to play this out in my head. I thought I had a good educated <laughs> guess. You know, like I was like conspiracy theorist. Here. Like it's got to be somebody that we're not really talking about. And I thought it was going to be Eberflus. You should have seen me. I was in here before the show, like holding my flashlight on the thing, like trying to <laughs> go. the magic yeah. whatever. Just, <laughs> the magic is, pen. This is so bad. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I, I, I hope the source is listening. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who I'm mad at. Brian uh, Diano never relinquished his source. I was just... Oh, that's cool. I, I, please don't, because I don't want to talk to that dude. <laughs> Nathaniel Hackett? Had some good offensive... Nathaniel had some Hackett? Good, had some good information along the way, by the way. So, okay, real, okay to, to bring this whole thing full circle, though. So, in that prediction, did they also say that 
um, Trent Bulky would be relieved of his duties. Did, did not say that. Did not time. say that. Um, did not say at the time. But, like, I think it was real, by the way, that, that Hackett didn't want to work with Bulky. Okay. Right? And I think that was uh, something that had been out there a little bit. Yeah. And by the time, like, Wednesday night rolled around when he took the Denver job, I think that was very much a, yeah. a real thing. Yeah. You know, and much like it might come out if, if Leftwich talks or mm-hmm. that that's probably the case, too, right? That happened last week. So, um, like oh, the dump my, button for like a, the past hour and just redo this whole thing and say for it was the past three weeks and say it was, you know, somebody else. I'm trying to help you out, man. I'm not, listen, I'm fine. I tried to set this up. This has nothing but, to do but with you. But you lied. It's got everything well, to do with you. Well, one was you a prediction said it and one was a source. Like, I, I could still have the same prediction no matter what. You, you said it didn't match the, the name that you gave I, out. I, know, I just could I had to put my poker face because I didn't want to give it up. Okay. It was a radio thing by then. I couldn't absolutely tell you that I'd pick the same guy. I came so close a couple of times accidentally. Yeah. Um, All right. And by the way, Michael just had a good idea. We bring the envelope back for the first pick in the draft. No, we're, we're, I'm not doing okay, that. Okay, so I'm I thought about envelopes. that. I like that. But you can all do it. I'm back in on envelopes. Like, you'll get I'm, excited about it. No. Yeah, you will. I've, I'm so hurt that I'm done with envelopes. You guys can have fun with them. I'm all done. Right. I, I guess we missed them. I mean, I, I didn't expect to hurt anybody's feelings in the envelope game. I was really just trying to find a, I just didn't want you guys to, if it was right, hey. all these weeks later to say, Brent, don't come back here and tell me you knew that three weeks ago. That's it. That was really Brent, my own motivation. Feelings aren't hurt, man. Just disappointed, though. <laughs> Just, just big <laughs> time just disappointed from Big Diesel. I'm not mad, Brent. No. I'm just disappointed. He just said that's what he said. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, well, well, I guess we're sharing a brain because that's how I'm feeling right now. Uh, all right, hey, Big Diesel. It was a, it was a, that's a worse. There are worse <laughs> we, nicknames. We tease this thing forever, I too. Know. I was. Oh the whole, hey, man. By the way, see, but that's why I said you, you hey. had a, you had an out. By the way, the, for you guys, right? As you continue to tease it, I'm like, oh, man, they're going to be so disappointed. Well, that's why you should have said, hey. <laughs> the whole time. But, I, Brent, I gave you an out. I gave you an out and said, if, if this guy's been already selected as a coach, we can just back out right now and say it. You what, couldn't do that. What were you thinking when Hackett got the job in Denver? Think we were going to figure about the envelope? Like, how long did it take you and, ten, and then your head was like, oh, yeah, the envelope? No. Like, I, I wasn't first. I'll though. be honest. When, when I knew the, here's when I knew the envelope part wasn't right. Okay. I'll give you guys a hint, okay? Because this... Uh, let's do the timetable real quick, and, and then we'll move on and, and talk about the front office of the Jacks. But the timetable of it was the 19th. So that goes back, I think, a couple of Tuesdays ago, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, it might be Tuesday. And so the next week, the next Tuesday, which would have been last Tuesday, uh, not this past one, but the last one, uh, that was when the Leftwich stuff started flying, right? And then Hackett gets the job on a Wednesday, okay? Mm. Right after the Leftwich stuff mm. was going on. And so, but... Based on what I was told and what I put in the envelope and why I put it in the envelope, I knew Monday after Green Bay lost that the envelope stuff wasn't spot on. Dude, Green Bay lost. Because oh. because when Green Bay lost, mm-hmm. we would have seen something happen really quick on Hackett. It wouldn't have waited until a Thursday second interview. Yeah. Like if my if this person was right a week prior, yeah. as soon as they lost, they would have jumped on him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they were like, hey, he's the number one guy. It's going to be top guy. It's going to be it. You know, yeah. blah, 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 blah. So as soon as that didn't take place in the hours after the Green Bay loss and the next day, I was like, okay, well, the envelope, envelope still could be right. But mm-hmm. I don't think the at least the timing and immediacy of, of what I had heard was correct. But then did you, but you said you thought Hackett was their top guy. 
Well, I actually thought he was—he maybe was their top guy off based on Wednesday's uh, stuff. Ah, uh, yeah, my 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 that, that was uh, based on Wednesday's in Denver swooping in. Okay. Um, and by the way, I I just painted the picture of could he be their top guy? I've never said like he I oh I really think he was their top guy. I think I've I've thought about it a lot, yeah. and I think that he was very much in play at the top of their list. I really do. Like I think. When we were lost in the Leftwich stuff last week, I think it's a very plausible scenario, and I don't know if we'll ever find this out. I think it's a very plausible scenario yep. that the Jags actually got swooped in by Denver on the Hackett stuff, and nobody criticized them for it. Mm. Like, it's possible. And maybe they saw that coming. Maybe that's why things sped up a little bit with um, with uh, Leftwich. You know, who knows? Uh, again, there's a lot that we just don't know about the process mm-hmm. and where Shad's mind was and how far along they were with some of these situations. I think that's crystal clear. Um, so, shoot the envelope into the sun, says Timmy. Yep. Amen to that. Horrible. Let's, sorry. Let's put the envelope through a table. Okay, there's a big part of this. Okay, let's move on. Envelope's done. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It was such, such a disappointment. Mm-hmm. I'll buy you guys some ice cream for Doug Peterson. Anything but Blue Moon. Anything. Oh, it's good, dude. You got to try it. I got to go try it. You got to try it. It's good. I'm thinking about doing the show. Marcel knows what I'm talking about over here. Doing doing the show and giving Kilwins free advertising in the first, like, 25 people that stop by, I'll buy them. Blue Moon ice cream. (laughs) Just for the envelope being not as received as well as I had hoped. Start lining up now. Maybe. Um, So maybe pay my debts. There you go. Uh, When we come back, what's the front office look like now? Do we know anything? Like, where does that land? And there's another shoe to drop here and another emotional shoe <laughs> that's attached to the Doug Peterson hire. How do we feel about it here on a Friday? We talk about it next on ESPN 690. Let's have a great couple weeks of preparation where it gives guys a chance to go in and play with a quieted mind, trust themselves, and go play to the best of their ability. You're not going to minimize what a great opportunity these players have earned. And that's what I really emphasize. They've earned this opportunity. Allow yourself to enjoy it, but be totally and completely present. Be in the moment, truly one play at a time. I think that's what our guys have done throughout the playoffs, Kalanis. And, and if they do that, you know, good things will happen. But I think, uh, I think if you prepare the right way, you can have a quieted mind while also not minimizing. You know, what an incredible opportunity it is. Go enjoy that op, compete to the best of your ability, and have no regrets. And that's what we're all going to do. That is Sean McVay. Didn't even know a Super Bowl was going on in about a <laughs> nine days. I mean, this has been a crazy week. Yeah. I mean, the NFL. And by the way, potentially the Shad Khan Jaguar search could be even more criticized if not for... The Brian Flores lawsuit, the Dan Snyder stuff going on. I mean, there's a lot happening in the NFL that has nothing to do with football or even coaching hires um, here in Jacksonville. Uh, The Dolphins, by the way, still have a coaching hire to make. Saints as well, Houston as well. And uh, they are not moving quickly. Uh, This is such a slow process, and it's it's pretty wild. I I mean, I guess you can make the case. Everybody's trying to get it right. But the delays have been interesting because Houston seemingly has had finalists for a week mm-hmm. and the Dolphins have had two interviews scheduled for like a week yeah. and then they put it on hold for the senior bowl the Saints are the interesting one but they came late in the game right because mm-hmm. Peyton um, so they didn't anticipate it like some of these other teams uh, what will the front office look like now is the major question uh, Doug Peterson will continue to talk about and and I think people they love the fact that there's a coach there's an energy you can feel it about a new coach it always happens I wasn't sure it was going to happen this time I think it's a sense of relief but also some energy but there is some hesitation with that 
what happened, why this process was so long, and what role did Trent Bulky play in it, and what role will he play in this organization going forward? Do you have a feeling? I mean, I think that if you've tied along Trent Bulky to this point, I think he's going to be in some sort of front office role in some capacity. Now, you know, the, the million-dollar question is, what is that going to be? I think he's going to retain his position. You do? I, I, I do. And then I think Rick Spielman could come in and, and be some sort um, of an EVP role. And then, you know, Balky would eventually, I mean, essentially have to answer to him. But to me, that kind of rubs me the wrong way a little bit. Yo, listen, again, I will say this and I'll be crystal clear about it. Two things. One, I thought the way this would play out, and I'm gonna, I'll die on the hill. I don't mind it. I thought the way this would play out was at some point, not some 40 days later, but at some point, the Jags would hire a coach, and if that coach wanted to move on from Bulky, and 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 wanted to realign with somebody else and thought it was in the best interest of the organization for a myriad of reasons, then they would allow for that to happen at some point, and then move forward and find another GM. Mm-hmm. Now. There's a caveat in all this that that still could happen at any phase because there is a thinking now here in February that a lot of the draft work has been done. Do you see it through the draft? So no matter what it looks like this weekend, I guess there is still a possibility that Trent Bulky, if he looks like he's here this weekend and for the next couple of weeks and couple of months, doesn't necessarily isn't here by the time May rolls around. And yeah. I don't think they'd make that announcement, Austin, because then that's kind of like, why are you making him a lame duck for the next couple of months? How much work are you going to even get out of him? Like, if they're thinking that, I'm not even sure Trent will know that, you know? But, I mean, he might know that because he's making a paycheck. Making a pretty good paycheck. Oh, yeah, no, I'm saying he would stay in his place for the next couple of months. Oh, yeah, but I'm saying, but I mean... he might not know that he's about to get fired in May. Oh, yeah, possibly. Or, yeah, yeah. or maybe they, they give him the courtesy and say, hey, do you want to ride this thing out to the draft yeah. and then make some extra money, or do you want out right now? I yeah. mean, I, I'm not sure what that conversation's like. So I thought that's the way it would shake out. It doesn't look like that's the way it has shaken out to this point. I mean, mm-hmm. there's been no movement. There's not a lot of word out there. Why... I can't wait till the news conference. Mm-hmm. Why did... Doug Peterson take the job with Trent Bulky is just as much a question of why is this process going all along? Why did Shad die on the hill of, of Trent Bulky? Blah, 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 blah. And so then there's the Rick Spielman part of it that you brought up. And while it looks like it's headed toward a Rick Spielman involvement in some way, I did think about this. Spielman's been around this thing a long time, man. He's been a GM. He is not coming. To ge- why would you take a job to be under Trent Bulky? There's no doubt he'll be that yeah. in a in an advisory role of some sort at the very least, right? And that to me is why Doug Peterson's coming because he's going to have because Rick he's going to link to Spielman. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm not sure in terms of how big of a fan Doug Peterson is of Trent Baalke. I would, I don't know. I have no idea. It's hard to say. Yeah, yeah, we just but, don't know. But I, I don't think Doug Peterson's taking the job because of Trent Baalke. I think he's taking the job because of Rick Spielman because of that buffer. And then again, that does open the questions in the doors of, okay, well, who's Who's drafting? Is it Spielman? Is it Bulky? Right? And how long is Bulky here? Well, and, and this is why it rubs me the wrong way because now we're going back to what we had with Tom Coff and Doug Rowan and Dave Caldwell. Yeah. But the que- the difference is we had that for a two-year, three-year period. There's a chance we have that for a two-month period. Because yeah. then Spielman's like, all right, see you, man. Thanks for helping us get through the draft. Because that does happen. 
That has happened around yeah. the league, right? I think yes. even up in Pittsburgh, isn't he staying until after the draft? What's his yeah, name? But, but, but he's not getting fired. Well, no, like, he's he's resigning. I mean, he's walking away. Yeah, but yeah. there's good reason they keep those guys through the draft because they've done a yeah. lot of legwork is my uh, point. All right, more on the front office, more on the Jags, more on uh, the hiring of Peterson uh, as well. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. 